everyone, and welcome back to the Reclaimed Podcast. Ellie Herringshaw here. I'm so glad you're here today. In this episode, we are interviewing Roxy and Mike Lynch, two amazing people, and their story is all about redemption and healing after an affair. Yeah, that's right. Mike had an affair, and there was redemption and healing in their marriage. They do ministry. They are amazing people, beautiful hearts for the Lord. They have a website where they even sell their book. They have a beautiful testimony about healing and, of course, just their story and their marriage, but then also kind of the essence of the gospel. It's really, really beautiful. It's called Awake, and it's by Roxy Lynch, and um, and their website is in my show notes, so please, please check them out. Then hear this story and be encouraged because in this episode, in any episode that I do, I just want you to know that there's healing, that there's hope. There is never an ending to God's grace. There just isn't. This story just shows that. So be encouraged. Enjoy it. All right. Welcome back. Um, Ellie Herringshaw here, and I am sitting with Mike and Roxy Lynch, two amazing people that I just met, but I'm so excited to have them here because their story is about healing and redemption and God's goodness. In the short amount of time that we've been sitting here, I'm like, praise you, Jesus. You are so good because... God is all about restoration, and first of all, thank you so much for being here. Thank I'm in, you I'm in your beautiful us. home. So um, share a little bit about what you guys are about. Uh, now or before? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you'd like to start. <laughs> How long have you been married? 35 years in September. It Praise was. God. We were married when I was uh, 19. Okay. And he was 23. Right. Um, we were married 11 years, what I thought to be was a good marriage, but I guess it was in our 10th year that I had found out he had been addicted to pornography. Right. 10 was, years into your marriage. Yeah, I was yeah. pregnant with our third child at that point. Back then you had to go to a movie store. It wasn't as yeah. common as it is nowadays with it being on our computers and phone and such easy access. The thing with pornography in you know, it is so addictive, you know, and I can remember back to being 12 years old and finding magazines. Yeah. And, and it just, that whole thing just opened up and, and a desire wanting to fulfill and They say it's going an, as addictive as you know, any as drug. Can. It yeah. releases the same endorphins mm -hmm. in your body. Therefore, once seen, you crave more. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and Roxy said we were 11 years into the marriage, and when I when we got married, I thought, okay, this problem is going to go away because, yeah. you know, I'm married now and I can have all the sex I want. And yet that secret, that hidden sin in my life just stayed there yeah. and wasn't the same as I've seen on videos, and it wasn't the same as in the magazines. And... So, you know, that desire was just wanting to even be more. We were Christians when mm -hmm. we met, when we married. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we were totally intimate with the Lord, but we knew the Lord, and we'd been Christians since we were, both of us, since we were 12. Yeah. But I began to cry out to the Lord and ask the Lord to make Mike a godly man. Hmm. And one time he said to me, who's more important to you, Mike or me? And I knew the right answer to that. And I said, well, you are, Lord, but... I really, I knew in my heart that I looked for Mike to satisfy my needs. Wow. To give me my identity, to make me feel like I was worth something. And if he didn't, if he didn't meet my needs just like I thought he should, I really would get angry because mm -hmm. I'd be hurt and I'd get angry. 
So the next next time I sat or kneeled at my bed and asked God to make Mike a godly man, I didn't hear that often from God. But I heard him again, and he said, I'm going to, but it's going to hurt. Wow. Oof. And I knew something was coming. And Mike, he would lie at times, and there had been a few things in our marriage that had hurt me a lot in the beginning, the pornography for one. But... You know, I begin to think to myself, what's going to happen now? If we jump back to when we got married, within two months, we were pregnant. I, right away, not even knowing how to be a husband, I got thrown right into, into being a, trying to be a dad. Wow. I didn't know how to handle them. Yeah. And so so I, I'm more of a stuffer. And, and I talk through everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy until it's talked through. Yeah. yeah. So going back to... Probably about six months after the Lord said that to me. After he said, this is going to hurt. Gonna, yes. Yeah. I, I knew that our marriage wasn't perfect, but I did not know what was going on. I yeah. never dreamed that my husband would do that what he had been doing at that time. Yeah. And it was about six months later, and our youngest was actually two at the time. And he was on a trip, and he called me, thought I had people spying on him through his guilt. And I just I just point blank asked him, do you have feelings for another woman? Mm. And he was silent for a moment, and he said yes. Wow. And he had been having an affair on these trips. And he didn't admit to an affair. He just admitted to feelings at that time. Right. And when he got home, we did... We went to see a pastor, which there's thousands in this yeah, church. There's a he, mega church. He took the time to meet with Mike every week. This mm. was in Atlanta. And Mike lied to him every week yeah. for a year, telling him his marriage was good. And anyways, we went to see him when Mike got home the next day. He met with Mike first. Whatever Mike said to him, when he met with me, he told me I was a strong woman and I could make it through a divorce. And because of what God had said to me, I told him, that's not what God said. Hmm. And I began to realize I needed to find a new church. And I asked him to move out. So he moved out yeah. that day. I watched in agony yeah. as he packed his bags. As you know, I watched in so agony, painful. wanting to scream out, I'll do anything, please don't leave. But I knew what God had said. And I knew that this pain that I was in was what was eventually going to end up he was going to be a godly man. It didn't lessen the pain. Yeah. Right. It was horrific. Um, but I let him go. Yeah. Being silent. Yeah, I moved out, moved into my younger brother's uh, basement. Had the opportunity to, what I felt, to pursue a lifestyle I was I wanted to go after. And throughout the, the period of time that I was out of the house, you know, I, I had uh, the... Uh, <clears throat> thinking okay I can live any way I want and hmm. pursue anybody I wanted and that type of thing and just not wa walking in faith at all and believing he, and for he had a wife anything. at home that was praying in my agony you know there were times where I would feel the Holy Spirit compelling me to pray and there were times where I, I would like sense he's in a bar yeah. and I would pray that there would be no women attracted to him that there would be like a wall <laughs> around him a that's a protection. great prayer a yeah yeah <laughs> that would like repel yeah wow women and i didn't know for a couple years later yeah. <laughs> that he actually had been in bars yeah hmm. and, 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 and wondering you know, and at that time I, I probably dropped 30 pounds and 
longer hair and just trying to look the part. And, he turned into a cowboy. Yeah, and uh, so he was in cowboy bars. And I couldn't, uh, for the life of me, couldn't figure out why I could not have anybody attracted to me at all. And yeah. one thing I think that was important is I never asked him to move back. I never begged him to restore right. our marriage. But there were two times I went to him and said, I'm believing for a marriage because I choose mm. to love you. Because I know that love is a choice. Yeah. Now, were you, were you guys seeing each other at all at this time? Because you guys had children. Yeah, because we had children. Yeah. He, would, yeah. he would pick up the kids. And sometimes he would just come hang out at the house. More times he would just come hang out at the house. And the other thing that is really important is I didn't focus in my prayers on God changing him hmm. because I knew that I had my part wow. in the divorce. I knew, I knew that we were good in the beginning. Yeah. Um, and I, I began to focus on me hmm. and God changing me. I knew that because of my childhood, I had many dysfunctions and actually this picture here yeah there's a there's a beautiful painting that's that's in this room of the woman kissing the feet of jesus because i i was very self-righteous hmm. in in those years i i really thought i was a good christian i thought i was hmm. a better christian than most because i'd been a christian since i was just a little wee one um but there was a day that i was reading that story of the sinner woman and how jesus he so loved her and I literally, I threw myself at the end of a chair and I pretended Jesus was in it. And oh, wow. he, he, I just began to see the sin that was in my life. The things, I thought because I wasn't a murderer or an adulterer, I wasn't a sinner. But he began to show me the self-righteousness and the yeah, pride wow. and even gossip and yeah. all these, and the inability to love hmm. right. God, my husband, even myself. I, yep. I hadn't been exampled that as a child, and I didn't know. And at his feet that day, I even I, I wept on the pretend feet. I wiped it with my hair. I had long hair at the time. <laughs> and I just had an encounter with Jesus that day. And the love and the compassion, as he showed that sinner woman in the Bible, I felt that. Yeah. And it changed me Yeah. that day. And my separation during that time became totally about how can I be who God's called me to be? Right. Not about God. Save my marriage. Save Mike. Restore Mike. But restore me first. Yeah. Because I can never be happy without you restoring me right. to who you've called me to be. Heal my heart. Yeah, that's so that's so incredibly key. The, the story that has been so near and dear to my heart in my healing journey has been the, the story of Hosea. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Hosea continuing to go back. And it's this beautiful picture of what Jesus does to us, that we are Gomer. We continue yeah. to go back to right. to the sin. We continue to just yeah. turn our back against him. I was not unfaithful in my marriage, but I have been unfaithful to God every time I choose something more than I choose him. Every time I make That's that so choice. Yeah. And yeah. so wow. and so it's the it's the it's the healing that has to happen yeah. on the inside for us. And it's all about losing the old identity Stop looking at the past and the pain you've been through Amen. and realize that through Jesus Christ, we are righteous. And yes. if we focus on that, yes. on Jesus versus the past, yep. we'll be, we'll, we will be heading in that direction, Amen. knowing we are righteous versus, hey, I'm always a sinner. I'm always going right. to go back to I sin. totally agree with that. And because, then, you know, the churches yeah. say, they, they identify people as 
sinners. I'm yeah. just a sinner saved yep. by grace. But that's not true. That's it's Old not biblical. Testament. Yeah, exactly. I am righteous. And when yeah. we begin to see ourselves as that, we will begin to act more like that. The right. Bible yeah. says he who practices righteousness is righteous. Amen. And mm. then we see it and then we can see it in other people and call that exactly. out in the other person. Mm-hmm. When we begin to live Become like we actually are redeemed people Correct. on the spirit level, then we say, okay, well, let, let's, I'm, I want, I want you to live into that too. And I'm going to call you to hire. As, as a guy that I was living out in, in doing whatever I wanted to, I was noticing, you know, when I would come back to the house and hang out with the kids, I would notice just the different things in Roxy, the changing that was taking place. But I, you know, at the same time, I had my reservations because, you know, she was. I was very manipulative yeah. in our marriage in the beginning okay, years. Wow. And yeah, and and then uh, um, because I didn't, I figured I needed to make him love me somehow. Yeah. He yeah. needed to show his love because because of that incident with Jesus at his feet. I began to recognize the sin in me, and therefore I was more able to love and forgive. He had never admitted to an affair, Hmm. but the Lord actually told me that he'd been in an affair. I suspected it, but I I thought, certainly this can't be true. And I I called him up to our room one day so the kids wouldn't be listening, and um, I told him, I said, I just, I want you to know that I know what you've done. And God told me, and I want you to know that I forgive you. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I remember that and thinking to myself, okay, how in the world can you forgive me for what I've done? Right. And the, the He actually got a tear in his eye yeah. and said that. He said, <laughs> I don't know how you can forgive me. He said, I can't forgive myself. Right. Wow. Yeah, and, and went away that day. I, you know, it just started messing with me. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. God's grace coming in. It's too much. God's yeah. grace is too much. <laughs> and that's exactly how we as Christians, we do it. We we go to God and we say, God, forgive me for this. But then we don't want to forgive ourselves. Right, right. right. And yeah. then so we're holding it saying it's too big for the cross. Yeah. It's too big for what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Wow. But so at the true. same time, he hated me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I grown distant and apart and I remember I don't know how it was set up but we we went I think it was our 11th wedding anniversary because I had cried out for months because I knew that the man he had been counseling with at the time he he wouldn't be real with him Hmm. and I'd been praying for months that God would send somebody that had (laughs) been there done that yeah to um to minister to him eventually speak the truth yeah yeah, that knew the truth. And yeah. through a set of circumstances, I ended up at this. We had always felt called to the poor, but we didn't know how to do it. Hmm. And through a set of circumstances, a friend invited me to a church downtown in the worst part of Atlanta. Me and my kids went there on a Saturday where we did outreach in the projects. Then we went there on a Sunday. This was in <laughs> the South. I grew up in Minnesota, but we we lived there 17 years. And I was a good Southern church goer. And they okay. dress up. <laughs> big warehouse it was not pretty no okay and I was all dressed in my lace dress and anyways I pulled into the parking lot I stepped out of my car and I I felt the presence of God Hmm. and I walked in the door and the Lord said this is new your new church and that's the man that you've been crying out for he was a senior pastor of the church and uh, they 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 did they were radical they rode their Harleys into the church yes. and jeans and 
We did no outreach code. right in the projects, yeah. which there were projects all over at that time. Just yeah. they were horrific places, wow. just crime ridden, and that that preludes that on our eleventh anniversary. Yeah. I I was sitting wow. there, and I, just, I don't know why I we went out yeah. to dinner, but we went out to dinner. <laughs> So we're sitting together. There. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm in my mind. I'm trying to manipulate, thinking, okay, how do I want this to go? He had because, never spoken divorce to me. Yeah. And uh, so I waited till we ordered food, and we sat there and idle chit chat. And finally, I, you know, I I got to the point. I said, you know, I looked at her, and I says, Roxy, I don't love you anymore. I don't want to be a part of your life anymore. I want a divorce. I want out. I don't want to raise the kids. I want out of this lifestyle. And at that point, you know, Roxy just teared up and ran out of the restaurant. And I kind of sat back and thought, you know, I'm, I was happy that I just, uh, you know, really threw that, that word because we hadn't talked ever use that word and in at a, this in point how vocabulary. long were you guys separated that um, was about uh three months yeah into it. okay about three months yeah. into he, it. he wanted a divorce he hated me but he did not he knew i'd move back to minnesota with the kids that's why he never brought it up now mind you i had gone to this new church and i told them all god said he's going to heal my marriage and when he does, my husband would hmm. be really good at doing this in the church. And, <laughs> yeah. and That's awesome. Just so you all know, you know, and they they all were willing to believe with me. Right. Um, and That's key. So I called my, yeah. my new pastor at the time and I said, hey, he, 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 he wants a divorce. What should I do? Wow. And he said, will he meet with me? And I said, no. <laughs> we have been to three different counselors. He has lied his way through all of them. But let me let me pray and fast for 24 hours, and then I'll ask him. And I did. You know, one of the things that you know is really key is she went into warfare. When, yeah. When I left, she went into warfare, and and really the warfare With was with that word he gave yeah. me. You um, said God. that you, yeah. you said that you'll you make him a godly, be man. a godly man. So God, I'm going to remind you of your promise to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to continue to remind you, I'm and I'm going to. This is a really cool story, because um, it might have even been two years before we separated. Yeah, but it was. we were traveling to Minnesota, and we had a little dachshund. It was my mom and me and my kids, and we stopped at a gas station, let the dog out to go to the bathroom, and got back in the car, and. Um, I would often come up here, and then Mike would come up a couple weeks later. I'd spend a couple weeks with my family. And we got back in the car, and I said, kids, where's the dog? And they said, under her blanket. Well, we got about two hours into this trip, and I said, where's Jenny? <laughs> and everybody looked around, and they said, she's not in the car. And I knew where we had stopped. I called that gas station. I called the police. And it was really funny because the Lord told me to turn to, and I think it's Matthew ten twenty eight. I could be wrong. Um, I could look it up. But it says, not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from the will of God. And I stopped and I said, kids, this is what God said. Now, I don't know why this is part of God's will. But for some reason, he's showing me this, and God's got his hand on our dog. 
No, I so, called Mike. Yeah, so we and we went through the steps of trying to find the dog, you know, everything like that, putting the ads in the paper. She had a call around with her name, our address, our phone, phone number. number, everything. Yeah. So we knew somebody would find her and call us. Yeah, we we prayed that way. And so for months, we, you know, it just... Well, we even stopped at that gas station on the way back, and they're like, yeah, right. somebody lost a dog that we found <laughs> right in that time. But, but it, it wasn't, wasn't a female, yeah. and it wasn't a dachshund. Yeah, and... It, so we, the kids, every night would pray. We'd, we'd get together as a family and we'd pray. And every night, Michael and Rachel would uh, pray, Lord, yeah, take care of yeah, Jenny. Take care of Bring Jenny. her home Bring safe. Bring her home us. safe. You know, so it just kept month after month. And I just said, I can't take this anymore. I looked at her and I said, I said We just, we kind of rolled our eyes. Yeah. And, and just said, We got to stop The this. kids, to the kids, God's not going to bring the dog back, you know. And it's been too long. She's not coming yeah. home. Yeah, and just reality. Like it's time you to can't start grieving that, that right. now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then so, you know, it was very hard, very emotional. And uh, so the next the night, next night <laughs> God, would you please take care of Ginny and bring her home safe to us? <laughs> Same prayer. Same. Prayer. It was seven days later, and yeah. some lady called us. Oh my gosh! And said, "I think I found your dog, and I love this dog, but." When I was a kid, I lost a dog, and I know how much it hurts. Anyways, her husband actually took our dog that day at the gas station. He worked oh there. Oh, my gosh. He brought her home and said, I found this dog. He took her collar off and hid it in the closet. Okay, Three months okay. later, they're getting a divorce, and she's packing up all his stuff and finds our dog's collar. Oh, my word. Really key to this story. Now, remember that God gave me that verse. Yes. When we were separated, every time the kids would grieve, I'd say, do you remember what God did with Ginny? Yeah. And it would build their faith. Yes. They knew that yes. God brought Ginny home, and he was going to bring their daddy home, too. That is, stories are so key. The stories of God's faithfulness are yeah. so key, and we need to continue to remember them. That's part of why I'm doing this podcast. Yeah. Because I want to build people's faith sure. to believe that, that God brings restoration. He's always... I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. we always, you know, it's like, why God, why did you not answer that prayer yeah. about bringing our dog home? These are my children praying. And at the time we laughed it off like childhood faith. Yeah. Right. We didn't see it. They had faith. We had no idea that this was what the story God was going to use for our kids. Yes. He gave yeah. me my word, but they had <laughs> they that story of it. their little dog. Right. I, and I need to chime in here too. Um, I, um, I actually just had to put my dog down yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, it's very, very tender. <laughs> very tender. So this story really blesses me a lot. She was, she was in, um, she had cancer. She was in a lot mm. of pain. And um, so we, I had to make that We had that another very... one that had cancer and that yeah. we had to put down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very painful decision. So that, um, sorry that's just. Sorry for your pain <laughs> in Thank this. you. Thank you. She was, she was so key to me in, yeah. in my healing from my divorce. And sure. she was, she was with me through it the whole thing i'm grieving that yeah. today but thank you for sharing that story yeah. all that to say so we'll because... jump back to that yeah where, um, please well I, I i was sitting in that restaurant and I, as i was sitting there i got real smug and just thinking i i really knocked this one out of the yeah. park i was so happy thinking that way but yet i had so much hate in my heart you know hmm. so after i had fasted and prayed i called mike and I asked him if he would meet with my new pastor. And he said, what's he going to say? Yeah. That all the others haven't said. Right. You know, and I was busy on a, 
sales call and stuff like that. And I said, let me call you back. I knew that I had been manipulative in the past and I really just thought I'm going to, I'm going to use a little godly manipulation here. Oh yeah. And so when I, that's the okay kind of manipulation. That's the okay kind. (laughs) Yeah. The Holy Spirit kind. Yeah. So when I, when I called him, I told him, I said, if you will see my pastor just once, I'll sign your divorce papers. Right. Wow. Yeah, and that's okay. when I hung up the phone and I, I thought, gosh, that, you know, everything is kind of playing into my hand. But I can remember, lie. remember God had told me this was the man I'd been praying for. Yeah, I can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. I can lie my way through one more time of, of this. You know, I want to say also is I had so many of my Christian brothers hmm. would come and they would they would literally try to beat me up with the Bible. And, and right, uh, right. Um, use the word, and I use kept truth. on, yeah. yeah, and I kept on saying, I don't care. I'm mm. leave me alone. I love the sin I'm in, and I don't want to come out of it. Right. And you know, and and I just tell he him that he would say all the time, I know what's wrong, but I like what I'm doing. Yeah. And and wow, that's it, I mean, that's a bold statement. Right. That's a really bold statement. And and uh, so you know, I'm sitting there, and so I. Within an hour, I think I called back and said, I'll, I will meet with your pastor. If that's what you're willing to okay. give up, I'm willing to meet with him. Because I want the divorce that bad. Right. Yeah. Jehovah Sneaky came in. <laughs> so it, it was um, that same week that right. we agreed to meet with this pastor. And we went down to this warehouse. I don't think he had any clue what to expect. (laughs) Okay. Um, This was a warehouse. I mean, when it rained, you got rained on. And this was very different than the other churches you guys have been a part of. Oh, totally. I mean, they they cleared 70 tons of garbage out of this place to make a church out of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So anyways, we got down there. Isn't it amazing that that's where God leads you to? Like, it's sort of what your life was like. (laughs) Yeah. Is, you know, is this kind of a mess yep. and then the Lord leads so you there to, to find redemption and to find healing there yeah we got up there and I remember sitting outside of the uh, the the office and on the chair and I looked at Roxy and I says what is this guy gonna say that all this other counseling that we've yeah. been to um, has said and, and hasn't helped me yeah. ha- hadn't helped me hasn't helped her hasn't helped us uh, uh, you know and I just said, I don't know. He's, he's the one that asked for the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And and I said, okay. So, you know, the first thing when he came out, he, you know, he gave us, uh, gave Roxy a hug and gave me a hug. And I was just, wait a moment. Yes, you're too close. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. He was still the just, yeah. Let me my just hand shake at a hand. distance. Yep, yeah. Yep. He sat down, you know, jeans, t-shirt. Crossed his legs, kicked up his Harley boots, yeah. mm-hmm. which I knew would get Mike's attention. He yeah. was into, he had a motorcycle <laughs> at the time. And so I, that was as I'm cool. sitting there, you know, I'm, and he just starts with Mike. He says, "I, you know, Roxy's told me about your wanting a divorce and hmm. wanting to not be a part of your family anymore." But he says, uh, um, "He says I don't want to minister to you." Yeah, he says, "I don't want to minister to you. I, I want to walk with you." And I want to, he, she, he had also, she had also made mention to me that you had a relationship with Jesus Christ at one time. And what I'd love to do is let's just take, and he said, you know, literally used his hands. Let's take your marriage and we'll just put it back over here on this shelf. Hmm. And if me and you can just connect and walk together yeah. and share life. And, and that spoke to me. That was like, 
this guy has a heart to want to just he's engage not with me. At me. And yeah, he's not throwing scripture at me. He's just he's wanting to engage. Yeah. And, and it just was like something so different in this. Mm. I was like captivated. And I'm, and like, I'm wow. just literally <laughs> sitting there in silence, watching, knowing the Holy Spirit is moving here. Right. Yeah. And right. just being silent, watching what God is doing. Wow. And and uh, you know, throughout the whole meeting, you know, it just my heart was so tenderized he provoked me to stop listening to secular music hmm. and said just start listening to christian music and one start week he yeah just him. one week wow and and uh, he says if you can get into your word and start reading your bible you know just just if you just want you know uh, one one verse yeah. five verses whatever you can get into it and it and then he ended with he says would you come back and see me next week and I was, I immediately said yes, because there was something engaging there that, yeah. that captured me. Yeah. And he wasn't lecturing you. He, yeah. was no, giving you exactly. he was giving you a relationship. Exactly. Wow. And he actually was, he was at the house the next morning at six o'clock in the morning, digging <laughs> through boxes, trying to find his Bible. Oh my so, gosh. Mind you, something happened that day, but... It didn't, hadn't changed his heart yet. He still hated me. Yeah. Right. The day I walked out of the house, I took my wedding ring off okay. and, and, you know, put, yeah. it, put it somewhere. And, and uh, I, I thought, okay, that's, that's off. I don't have to worry about it. I took the challenge of not listening to secular music. Okay. I took the challenge of reading my word. Immediately when he changed the music, he felt a change in his mind. Right. Mm. It, it had an instant effect it on did. him yeah. to quit listening. At the time, it was country music. Okay. Both of us feel really negative towards country music, especially because of the lyrics. But yeah. we just have a full understanding of what music. Music is incredibly it's powerful. It's incredibly Very powerful. powerful. And it's not, just, it's not just not listening to something that maybe alters your mood and makes you right. sad or, yeah. or something or yeah. um, but it's but then it's it's filling it with truth yes. which is so that, that's what it sounds like that it wasn't it, just eliminating yep. the, the country Replace, music it was, right. the it was replacing it with, with the good yeah with, yeah with the truth I did the next meeting he I hope asked, it was some Larry Norman <laughs> I, yeah, he, he, he used to love Larry okay, Norman I love, I love Larry Norman, I love Larry Norman. Still do why it. does the devil have all the good music yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> Anyways, that next week, mm. I, I felt pretty strongly I wasn't supposed to be there, even though he wanted me there, not Mike, okay, but the pastor. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, long story short, we got there, and he's like, we don't need her in here. <laughs> Do we? Do you want her in here? And Mike's like, no. Not he's really. Like, Do you mind leaving? <laughs> <laughs> so I walked I, out the and room. It, and, and, it, okay. and really, it became because I wanted freedom. I wanted yeah, to release yeah. something, but I didn't want to hurt. I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking if I share all this garbage, right? With, and she's in the room; she's just going to be devastated. And so I needed that, but it was so key because the pastor he 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 hit me with some phrases. He says, "You know, Mike, take it from." He said, "Take it from somebody that's been there, that's had a divorce, that has another man been there, done that, sleeping in your bed." with your wife raising your children and that was like a brick just came from heaven and just hit me i never thought of it that way wow of well he told ah. me he said, god god will bring your wife another man yeah but he'll be sleeping in your bed yeah raising, raising your, your children yeah and and it just like 
it it, it shook my yeah, core. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it was like I'm not wanting to live the life of Riley. I'm wanting to know this this is what God wanted in my life, but yep. I'm I'm a, I'm on a tangent. I'm on a on a, a bunny trail. Yeah. All of a sudden realization is coming back to the path that God wanted me on. But it's also the the soul tie. Right. That was that was there through the vows through the covenant Correct. that 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 was that's who you're tied to it was the path you say that so well the, because the path, that's so true yeah the path that god had <laughs> for you but you guys were knit together yes yeah. like literally yes knit together and yeah. that's what's that is what's so amazing about weddings and and the covenant yeah, exactly. it's, it's the not covenant. just words. It's not a contract yeah. it's not a contract it is you're you are you're bound together. You can never be separated. And so then, right. by him saying and speaking that over you, saying, "Oh, that you know, this is what it's yeah. going to be." It was like a holy <laughs> jealousy coming up in you, right? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And how beautiful. And you know, through that period of time, and I met with the pastor weekly from that point forward. Cool. And just. But at the same time, he's meeting him with it weekly. But I saw. I, I, I saw him come dig for his Bible, but I saw no change in him. Right. Okay. There was change, but okay. I saw none. Yeah. So it was still some guardedness. Really, it, it, it was still just as painful. It was mm. very painful <laughs> still because here he's going to counseling now, and I'm still seeing no hope. Wow. Right. But right. yet God said. And and you know it really came down to finally, uh, I I wanted to come home. I I wanted. You know, it was six months, and I, I was like, okay, I, so I, I called, and... Uh, well, there, there was a day that I <laughs> was really struggling, really bad, and somebody called with a verse for me, and it was um, the verse, how all my enemies surround me, telling me I can't do it, and I, I again, I'm sorry if I'd have thought of it, I'd have looked up these verses. I'll look it up, I'll put it in the rise against me, and... Um, and I thought, that's what it feels like. This mm. is the enemy coming against me. And I said, I'm not falling for this. And I just begin to, I, I literally like put Mike in this box. And I said, Lord, I give him to you. Wow. Right. I just, I give him to you. And I, I'm saying, I'm not going to pick this up again. Yep. I trust you. I know what you said. Right. And I give it so to good. you, and I was just, I felt such a freedom. Yeah. And I just was worshiping him for the freedom I felt, and just really praising God, running around the house, dancing, and praising him for the freedom I felt Praise, of that, that I'd finally, God. it felt like I'd tried to do this so many times, for some reason it felt like I had done it, actually done it this time. <laughs> and the phone rang in the middle of my worship. <laughs> And I answered the phone, and it was Mike. And he oh said, gosh. I want to come home. Come on. That's so good. <laughs> and I just was wow. silent. I'm like, what? What, am I, what am I hearing here? Is this oh really the gosh. end? And I just didn't know what to say. And um, I don't even remember what I said, well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yet, at the same time, I, I still had not confessed to Roxy That's of my right. sin. It was actually two weeks, right. 10 days before this. That's what I was going <laughs> to share, and I forgot. 10 days before this, um, he told me, he said, I have something that David's telling me I need to share with you. Right. David is the pastor. David was right. the pastor. Okay. And 
I would like to come over and share that with you. And I'm like, okay. So he came over that night. Yeah, I came and over that, and I couldn't, I couldn't get the words out. Mm. He just couldn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, the whole time, I was letting him come over, hang out with the kids, because I knew that I had no way. God had told me to show Mike love. Yeah. And I had no way to do that, but yet if he was around and could see that. Right. So I would let him come over and just hang out, and yeah. I would just And that's incredibly gracious be. of you. That really is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it that's, was not easy. Because right. every, uh, you know, whenever he's over, I'd watch him again, walk out that door, and it, it hurt my heart every time. Yeah, it's like a, it's more rejection. But right. that night, yep. I felt this, uh, this grace of God <laughs> come over me to say what I said. And he got up to leave that night. He, didn't, he just decided he wasn't going to share whatever it was with me, and I said, I want you to keep your ugly face from this house. I don't want to talk to you again. Yeah. Until you're willing to commit to God and me. Right. So no longer do I want you to come over. And he left that night. Hmm. And he didn't call me for those 10 days. Right. And it was really hard. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard on him too. Yeah. yeah. And it took me saying it very harshly to him. For him, for reality to really set, right. okay, this is yeah. it. Yeah. So when Life he called, check. it was <laughs> like, whoa. It, it was 10 days of me being in agony, not even hearing from him or yeah. knowing anything. And, you know, all the while, the the devil just pouncing on me and people telling me, get a divorce. He's a liar. He's this. He's that. Yep. And I was. And so when it ended with that little incident with me, just giving it to the Lord and saying this is it and him all of a sudden just calling yeah and saying i want to come home and and we and, decided uh, that he we would go see the pastor the next day right wow right before and then there i was able to share you know he did finally I, confess i, I had an, okay. an affair on her and and you know yeah remorse and sorry and and stuff like that you know and and it was to me, it was it was just freeing. It was like yeah, you know yeah. because I, I I always use with a, a story that I I just totally believe that men are so um, closed in and and we don't want to show our hands, so we we keep it real close knit. And and if yeah. I show you my sin, you're gonna reject me. And yeah. so I'm so I'm willing to live in that falsehood of of you know believing. And yet, you know, the thing is, is if we just reveal who we are as men, I really believe, you know, God can use that. And it's, yes. it's where, you know, really, if I keep my sin hidden in the dark, it owns me. But yes. when I reveal and let God's light come in and show my, you know, who, who really I am. I am an adulterer. I am a pornographer. I am this. Wow. But I am saved and I believe that I am righteous now, where yes. before That's I never stuff. believed it's no it. Longer yeah, it's that no is the longer old me. man. Yeah, That's the exactly. old man. And when we become, when when we when we accept the grace of God, right. when we accept salvation, we become whole on the soul level right. or on the spirit so level, true. which is then <laughs> that's the old life. Yeah. I am no longer an adulterer. I am no longer addicted yep. to porn. Th that's not me anymore. Right. Nope. Right. Yeah. And and I and I when I did that, I just felt relief. So that day, after the meeting with the pastor, 
and we decided, okay, restoration's going to begin here. Wow. He went and got his stuff, and um, he came to the house, and he called me into the bedroom. <laughs> he opened his dresser drawer and took his ring out. And he said, I want you to put this on my hand. And he said, I promise you I will never take this off again. Yeah. It was probably the most... And it's most, there. You're just, yeah. yeah. It wow. was probably the most special moment of the whole time was just him committing. I will never take this off again. And mind you, I still do not love Roxy. But yeah. I love the Jesus I seen in her. And within so two good. weeks, I fell madly in love with her. He, he spoke it, he acted it out, and people begin to call me, people that were separated and wanted yeah. hope and wanted to know, they, they just wanted help. Yeah. And I asked him one day, I said, um, did you love me when you moved home? Because, you know, I had shared with them a couple of times during our separation, I know love is a choice and yeah. I choose to love yeah. you. Yeah. And he said, I don't want to talk about that. And I said, no, I need to know because women are asking me. Yeah. And he said, no. And I said, right. how, how long did it take? And he said, it took about two weeks of me confessing it and acting it out. And right. I felt it. Wow. And, and really, you know, both of us each day or, or you know, when you think about it, I, I th how can I outserve, for me, how can I outserve Roxy today? How can I show her love today? <laughs> and her attitude is, how can she outserve me? How can she out, you know, show me love today? Yeah. And and not that we do it perfectly. Right. We don't. Yeah. And but and, I was uh, gonna say that you know that that begin the restoration, but it, it wasn't easy. No. Um. It you never know, is. I mean, it would start with just holding, being comfortable, even with holding hands. Yeah. Again, because that's how we've always held hands everywhere we go, and I think for those that have been, because there's many that have been yeah. through that situation where they have had to deal with. Um, their spouse, man or woman, having an affair, when you do have restoration, the enemy is going to constantly come yeah. and remind you yeah. of that. And it is a constant battle to do the same thing. Put it in the past yep. and look at the new. Tell the devil to shut up yeah. <laughs> and think on something different. Right. Yep. Just keep being transformed by the renewing of your mind exactly. becomes very important. Yep. Just taking the thought and thinking a new yep, thought. Absolutely. Yeah. Take every thought captive and make <laughs> it obedient I, to Christ. I know some marriages that they're still consumed 10 years later with the man or the wife thinking about that still. Yeah. Right. Thinking about how that betrayal it's, and that. And, it, and, and it is so easy to do that because mm -hmm. it is so painful. Yes. It's right. so, so hard. Well, it's a wound. It is absolutely a wound. And then, and then coming back to restore the marriage... There's, there's all of these triggers that remind you of that pain, remind yep. you of the betrayal, remind you of the separation. And so then there's all kinds of things that need to be saturated with healing. One of the things, too, with uh, for me, I had to um, allow her to ask those questions. I yes. had to uh, be transparent. I had to uh, timing, everything like that. He had to leave his job. Yeah. Okay. To get away from the person yep. he yeah. had been in the... He thought he could handle it. I asked him to leave and he thought he could handle it, but 
few days into it, he said, I can't, I got to get <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. And, and that, that's, God a, that's opened a another one. door, you know. And well, and, I mean, it's interesting because you had said the, that you've, oh, sorry. It's the soul ties. You know, yes. we talked a little bit yes. about soul ties. I was going back in and I thought, okay, I am this new creature, yep. but yet my, you know, and the best way I've heard somebody talk about, you know, if you take and you glue um, two pieces of wood yes. together and they become bonded. And then you rip those two pieces apart. Yep. There's particles of that board on this board, and there's particles yep. on that board, and uh, and and they they're a part of you. And that's when I'd walk back into that office. All of a sudden, I'm faced with that person. I'm praying for that person, but yet I'm not the one going to lead yeah. her to the Lord. I'm um, not. I can only pray for that. Yeah. But yet those feelings and sense, and I was like, I. I I can't handle this. Yep. And, and I went back to Rice and said, I need to get a new job. Yeah. I need to, I need Good to leave you. this because it's a reminder, you know, and, and I, I want it out, but I, you know, and yeah, God, that's huge. God gave me a way out. Praise the Lord. I do. I want to back to the healing and the forgiveness for a minute because, yeah. you know, it is a process. Yes. You walk through, you know, memories would come and I'd have to forgive again and say, okay, I've already forgiven. And, Frankly, this was 23 years ago, and it was only, it was like two years ago that I was dealing with anger at Mike. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know I've forgiven all the past. Yeah. I know all that's been done. But I asked, the, I mean, I went up to my office and I asked the Lord, what is going on? Hmm. Show me why I'm angry, because I didn't have any reason. And the Lord brought up, he showed me three memories that had wounded me before our separation. Right that I hadn't forgiven and I didn't even know it. Hmm. I would think about them and it would hurt, but I, yeah. I, I wouldn't consciously go, oh boy, I need to forgive that. Yeah. So I literally wrote them on paper. I came downstairs and I got some communion. I put them on paper. I put them in a porcelain bowl or actually a pottery bowl and hmm. I burned them and I forgave. Yeah. And and then I had communion with the Lord hmm. and just began to worship him and and I stood up and I said, okay, Lord, I know how this goes. Yeah. I forgive something, and it, the enemies constantly reminded me of what I forgave. I said, what do I do? And the Lord said, every time you have that thought, you say, I wash my mind in the blood of Jesus. Cool. And I oh, began to do that, good. and it was like no time at all, and I never thought of those things wow. again. Because then you can remind yourself, no, there's actually, you, you, you did something physical, to represent the healing right. and the forgiveness, yeah. and um, and for me that was that that was all about reclaiming areas and places that held that pain, yeah. where I physically went back to them to take them back and declare forgiveness over my life, mm-hmm. and um, and I think it's so powerful to have some sort. It's a it's a prophetic statement of healing, yeah. so you can say, nope, that ground has already been taken. Mm-hmm. I already have a stake in the ground that says that that's the Lord's. Right. And, um, and so that memory, those memories that were burned, you have that stake in the ground that said, right. nope, those are burned. Yeah. Those are gone. I don't have to remember those anymore. That's mm-hmm. really, really beautiful. And I know that, you know, our story is God bringing restoration. You know, it's so freeing because now that I talk about it, in James 5, it says, confess your sins yep. one to another so that your, your healing will take place. Mm. You know, so when, you, when we confess these things, the healing starts to take place, yep. and then the prayers of a righteous yeah. come in and and help you. And you know, I tell guys all the time, 
you need a GPS. And, and a, you know, a GPS works off of three satellites and it centers you. Yes. It finds exactly where you are. When you kick all the demons out, you clean the house. And if you leave it empty, what happens? Those seven come back in Which even happened when worse. he got free of the pornography. Right. He didn't actually deal mm. with it completely in right. his house. Therefore, two years later, he was in an affair. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and from that point, this time, I brought three men into my life that I said, you have full access. You, and Your when GPS. I, yeah, when I have a problem, it's God's global positioning. You know, that's Come what GPS on. is. I love so, that. I you know, love that. I don't know who gave that one to me, but that, you know. And, and that's really good. You should it, just claim it. You should just, that should be yours. You know, it's that capability yeah. that, that men need and women and need women in need our too. lives. Yep. Is we need good people to, to be able to. I need to be able to go. I need my eyes plucked out because I'm I'm looking where I shouldn't look. Yep. Well, and that's and how he healed. Praying. He would, yeah. if he had even a thought. Right. He would call one of those men. Yeah. Yeah. If he couldn't get a hold of that one, he'd call the next one. Yeah. And he wouldn't say, hey, pray for me as you go through the day. No, pray now. Pray now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I'm going, you know, I'm going through these things. And, and I, I need and, help. And and again, my spirit is renewed. Right. I am made, I'm made whole. But then walking that out in the soul level is a process. Right. And so we need people around us to speak the truth and say, nope, that's not yep. actually who you are. Yep. So five years, five years after that, God told us, we knew that we would be starting our own ministry. And God had told us to move back to Minnesota. Okay. And come here. Um, so we've been here now 17 years doing all kinds of stuff. Disaster yeah. relief. My main love is to mentor okay. and love on people. But I, I write. I did write a book. Yes. I, we both teach, preach, mentor. Yeah. That's pastor. amazing. Yeah. So you guys are doing all kinds of things, but it's all about serving. It's all about serving. It's all about yeah. love. Yeah. Love yes. God and loving people. Yeah. His two most important commandments. <laughs> I mean, we, we could, I, I feel like I could really just talk to you guys all day. I, just as we close, I guess, what is your what is your marriage like now? First of all, I have my godly man. I have my answer <laughs> to prayer. And there is no one in this world I would rather spend time with. That I never get tired of him. Right. We we love to be together. Well, and, and we tell our story together. Yeah. You know, and there, you know, the thing is, is there people need hope. A year and a half ago, I was diagnosed with metastatic stage four breast cancer. Yeah. And the first thing I did was ask the Lord for another word, just like he gave me when I was believing for our marriage. And he gave me a word and I've been standing on that word now. That's a whole long story. I don't need yeah. to, um, <laughs> whole different story. But, you know, we've been standing together in that. It is, it's definitely brought us closer. It's more importantly it's drawn me closer to god i my heart's desire is to be like jesus and right. i have given him permission to do whatever it takes to get me there now i'm not saying he gave me this yeah. but i am allowing him to use this thank you to draw me near and it is definitely drawing me near and i am seeing a part of god i have i, I have been healed totally I went total natural, no chemo, no radiation, and I have been healed. Um, it's it's still a journey with Jesus, yeah. and I refuse to ever stop my like every morning. I spend an hour to two with Jesus, right in that chair right there, and I will do that forever. 
I want to look like him. And any situation in my life, I'm going to ask him, what are you teaching me in this? Yeah. I'm not going to blame him. I'm not going to ask him why other than what am I to learn? Mm. Your Bible says all things work together for good. So yeah. what's the good that's going to come over this? I want to learn what you have to teach me. Wow. Well, I was even going to address the fact that when people would say to me, but Mike has a will. And because I know many, many couples do end up in divorce. Many yeah. of them that we've even counseled right. have ended up in divorce because one person didn't want right. God's will. That's, that, they, was my, that was my case. Yeah, they exactly. listened to, mm-hmm. to a different voice. But mm-hmm. in my case, I had a word from God that told me Mike yeah. was going to be a godly man. That's a totally different situation. Yeah. Um, and I would encourage people, if you have not... If you are not that near to God and you have never gotten a word from God and you're believing for right. something, it, it takes listening. In my recent thing, my word came from the word. When mm-hmm. I asked him a word, he directed my attention specifically to a Bible verse. Yeah, His word is a word. Amen. You can stand on his word. Right. You don't have to hear the voice of God. You can stand on the word. And I totally understand that in marriage, there is will. Yep. And two willing your spouse, parties your spouse can together. still choose to step out of God's will. And that's, you have to focus on you yeah. in that situation. It's beautiful. God can reach out to right. that person as much as God can, and he will. But that person can still choose, like Mike did in the beginning. I know what's right, but I like what I'm doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you guys so much. I'm so I'm so, so, I'm so blessed so by you. I really, really am. Um, this was just beautiful. So, yeah. and thank you so much, listeners. We will include all of the um, information about Mike and Roxy in my show notes. Please, please reach out to them. Read their book, and um, and just know that God loves you. That yeah. He is for restoration. Yes, he is. Whether that is in your marriage, it will also be in yourself personally because that's what he's all about Mm. be blessed and thanks so much for listening thank you so much for listening to the reclaimed podcast if you like what you hear please subscribe to the podcast and rate it on itunes if you're interested in partnering with the reclaimed podcast financially you can do so on my patreon page remember you're not alone there is hope and we'll see you next week